0: The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one.
1: Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time starring George
0: Burns and Gracie Allen.
2: Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense.
3: It's time once again for another comedy episode of
4: Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great (laughs) Gildersleeve. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United
0: States Marshal.
1: (laughs) Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny
0: Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 38 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two comedy episodes of the Jack Benny Program. Jack's guests are Bob Hope and James Stewart. We'll begin after this break. Ask comedians today, including Jerry Seinfeld, of their career inspiration, and many will name Jack Benny. For over half a century, Jack Benny was one of the great comics of stage, screen, radio, and television. He was the past master of the long take, and knew how to milk a laugh. On his long-running radio and television programs, Benny was depicted as a miser who hoarded every penny he made. Year after year, he denied he was older than 39 and honed his persona of a vain penny pincher, which was in stark contrast to the warm and generous human being he was in real life. Benny knew he could be funny by applying a simple policy let others around him deliver the punchlines. He discovered early on that it didn't matter who got the laughs on the Jack Benny program as long as people were talking about how funny it was. Time now for the first of two comedy episodes of the Jack Benny program. In this first show, Bob Hope is the special guest and he's late for the show. It's back to March 26, 1950 for the Jack Benny program. The Jack Benny Program, presented
1: by
5: Lucky Strike.
1: Scientific tests prove Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. Scientific tests prove Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. cigarettes. That fact is verified by an independent consulting laboratory with more than 15 years' experience in cigarette research. The report from the consulting laboratory stated... Based on our analytical findings, it is our opinion that Lucky Strike cigarettes are the mildest of the six major brands tested. And no wonder Lucky Strike cigarettes have been proved milder. For years, Lucky Strike has conducted a unique and vast program in research, in quality controls, and manufacturing methods. And today, tomorrow, always... MFT. L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco with smoothness and mildness and never a rough puff. So light up a Lucky. Prove to yourself what scientific tests prove. Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. Let your own taste and throat be the judge. For smoothness and mildness, there's never a rough puff in a Lucky Strike. (laughs)
4: From Palm Springs, California, the Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in Palm Springs, and the star of our show is in this desert uh, resort, Incognito. He put starch in his toupee so it would look like cactus. And here he is, Jack Benny. Thank
2: you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking. And Don, hasn't it been exciting here in Palm Springs these last few days? Especially yesterday when everybody was dressed up in their western outfits and they had that big parade down the main street. I felt so
4: proud sitting up on that horse. Well, Jack, I saw you in the parade, and there's one thing that puzzles me. What was that, Don? That was a beautiful palomino you were riding, but why were you sitting on him backwards? Backwards?
2: Well, how do you like that? I lost my glasses, got on the horse, and nobody told me.
4: (laughs) Isn't that awful? Well, that's ridiculous. Glasses or no glasses, anybody can tell when they're riding a horse backwards. Couldn't you see the horse's tail? That was his tail?
2: I thought he had long
6: eyelashes.
2: (laughs) Now, let's change the subject. The sensor is a nervous wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Say, say, Don, where are you? Hello, everybody. Hi, you, Don. Hello, Mary.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Mary. Well, if it isn't hop along backwards.
2: Nobody told me. <laughs> anyway, Mary, I was in the parade, and that's all that matters.
7: But, Jack, even your costume didn't make sense. What
2: are you talking about? I thought it was very clever. It was a Western motif with a subtle touch of Palm Springs.
7: Only you would give it that subtle touch. What? Who else would wear a 10 gallon hat, spurs, and a sunsuit?
8: <laughs> Mary,
2: for your information, I borrowed that sunsuit from the queen of the Desert Circus. It was just my size.
7: But Jack, you're a man. You shouldn't have worn the trunks. Why yeah. did you wear well, read the Read that truck? right.
2: Read that right. But oh, Jack. I'm you're sorry. Right. <laughs> we'll never get off the air tonight. <laughs>
7: But, Jack, yeah. you're a man. Yeah. You should have just worn the trunks. Why'd you wear the top?
2: <laughs> Why'd I wear the top? I had to have some place to keep my guns.
7: <laughs> anyway,
2: the parade is over, so let's <laughs> drop the subject.
7: Okay, okay. Say,
2: Mary, where are you living?
7: Oh, I'm at the Bonaire Village.
2: The Bonaire? Well, that's a very nice place.
7: Uh, where are you staying, Don?
2: Well, I'm over at Deepwell Ranch. Deepwell? Don, why didn't you tell me? That's right next to the Palm Springs Biltmore. Oh, are you living at the Biltmore? Me? Well <laughs> No You see Don I have a place At the far end Of Palm Canyon Drive It's called The La Cantata De Casa La Quinta De Castile
4: yeah. Cañada That's a very Unusual name La Cantata De Casa La Quinta De Castilla Cañada Yeah What does it mean?
7: Uh, that's Spanish For don't wash your dishes In the swimming pool <laughs>
4: <laughs> Don't wash your dishes In the swimming pool Some joke That
2: one You got right Mary, look at it. Why do you all... Oh,
7: Jack, don't get mad. Here, have a date.
2: You can keep your dates. That's all I've had since I got down here. Dates, dates, dates. That's all they sell here. No matter what kind of a store you go into, they sell dates.
7: You're not kidding. This morning, I was walking down the street and saw a sign that said, Palm Springs Maternity Hospital and Date Shop.
2: (laughs) Maternity Hospital and Date Shop?
7: Uh, Their slogan is, Cheaper by the Dozen.
2: (laughs) Well, don't surprise me. The Chamber of Commerce is going to get you to take dates, even if they have okay, to... Okay,
9: Jackson, stand aside. Here comes Harris, the nation's pride.
2: <laughs> Phil, just
9: Phil. a minute, Dad. Ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you'll excuse my appearance, but I've been swimming every day, and my hair
2: is a mess. <laughs> Phil, you don't have to apologize for anything because here in Palm Springs, you're supposed to let yourself go. Have you been relaxing? I've been relaxing. Jackson, last night at 11.30, I was limp as a rag. (laughs) I know, Phil, I know. When I passed the Chi-Chi, they were trying to close the place, but your head was in the door. (laughs) Then when you came out, you put a nickel in the parking meter and asked me if I'd like to dance. Oh, is that you
10: in the sunsuit? Yes. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I gave your phone number to Remley.
2: <laughs> oh, fine.
7: Say, Phil, there sure has been a lot of excitement around here the last few days, hasn't there?
2: You said it, liv You know, this circus week is a big thing in Palm Springs. I read that people come here from all over the world. All over the world? Sure, it was in this morning's paper. I got the clipping right here. It says uh, that during circus week, there are people here from France, India, and Asia. France, India, and Asia? Let me see that clipping. Oh, that's Fresno, Indio, and Azusa. (laughs) Bill, when are you gonna learn to read? All right, Jackson, all right, so I made a little mistake. At least I don't ride a horse backwards. Oh, you don't, eh? Well, what would you do if you lost your glasses?
9: I'd drink it right out of the bottle.
2: goes for all of you. I don't want any more silly talk here. Hello, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Dennis. (laughs) Dennis, it's about time you got here. Where have you been?
8: Oh, I was out in the hall trying to make a phone call and the funniest thing happened. What was it? I put a nickel in the phone, couldn't get my party, and a date came back. (laughs) What? How they got a buffalo on one side of it, I'll never know.
2: (laughs) They have ways, Dennis, believe me. Now, look, kid, we have a long show to do, so let's have your song.
8: Okay. Oh, by the way, Mr. Benny, did you see the parade yesterday? Yes, yes, I oh, saw Oh, boy, it. what stunts and tricks.
2: I know, I know. Let's have your song.
8: An old man was riding
7: backwards. <laughs> Dennis, that man riding backwards was Mr. Benny. Oh, sing, kid. You ask you better,
8: brother.
11: To see on an evening such as this, for they both give the very same sensation, when you're lost in the magic of a kiss, her lips are much too close to mine, beware. foolish heart, but should our eager lips combine, then let the fire start, for this time it is a fascination, or a dream that will fade and fall apart. It's love this time, it's love, my foolish heart. But should our eager lips combine, then let the fire.
2: Dennis Day, singing my foolish heart from a picture of the same name.
8: And now... That's a silly title for a picture. What? Of the same name. That's not the title. Uh. And now...
7: Oh, Jack. What is it, Mary? I've been meaning to tell you I bought a copy of Quick Magazine this morning and there's a story in it about you.
8: Quick Magazine? In this week's issue? Yes, Mr. Benny, and your picture's on the cover. My picture, too? Gee, how do I look, Dennis? Why don't you spend a dime and find out? (laughs)
2: I'm going to buy one, Dennis, but I can't leave in the middle of a broadcast.
8: Oh, isn't it over yet?
2: No! (laughs) And that reminds me, we're still waiting for Bob Hope. He's our guest star. I wonder where he can be.
7: Maybe. Maybe he's playing golf.
2: I don't care what he's doing. He's supposed to be here. I'm going to send Rochester out to look for him. Oh, Rochester!
10: Rochester! You want me, Mr. Benny?
2: Yes, Rochester, Mr. Hope hasn't arrived yet. Will you go out and look
10: for him? I don't think I ought to leave now, boss. Why not? Well, I just finished making that lemonade like you told me to, and I'm waiting for the audience to come out.
2: Well, let that go for the time being, because... uh... Just
7: just a minute, Jack. Rochester, do you mean Mr. Benny is making you sell lemonade to the people after the show?
10: Yes, ma'am, I've got 50 gallons out there.
7: Well, that's a new one. Jack, how do you know they'll be thirsty?
10: Oh, Mr. Benny made sure of that when the people came in.
7: What'd he do? He locked
10: the door, shut the window, started the show, and turned off the air conditioner.
2: <laughs> Rochester.
10: And if that doesn't do it, on goes the heat.
2: <laughs> Never mind that. Now look, Rochester, Bob Hope hasn't shown up yet, and I'm worried about it. I want you to go out and see if you can find him.
10: What? That's a mighty big job. You know, Mr. Hope gets around awful fast.
2: Don't worry about that, Rochester. You can catch him.
10: I don't know. Mr. Paley couldn't catch him, and he's got better bait than I have. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
2: all right. Go out and see if you can find
10: him. Okay, boss.
4: Say, Jack, I didn't know Bob was going to be with us today. How'd that happen?
2: Well, I told him I was going to be in Palm Springs. So, Hey, maybe that's him now. Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes? Hey, just a minute. Come in, Dobbin.
5: That's Mr. Benny there, see?
2: Wait a minute. Uh, What's this?
5: This is the horse you rode in the parade. He didn't get to see you, Dan.
2: (laughs) Oh. what do you know? He really has got long eyelashes, hasn't he? (laughs) Thanks very much.
5: You're welcome.
2: You know, radio's amazing. Radio, radio is really amazing. A horse knows enough to show up on time, but not hope. Well, as long as he isn't here yet, Don, we might as well do the commercial. Where's the sportsman quartet? Well, Jack, don't you remember back in Hollywood you had a discussion with them about their expenses. Oh, yes, they won't be here.
4: (laughs) Now, uh, (laughs) now, what are we going to do, Don? Well, Jack, you're very fortunate. You've heard the Guadalajara trio at the dollhouse, haven't you? The Guadalajara trio? Yes. Well, through an interpreter, they agreed to come over and sing on the program today. Through an interpreter? Yes, yeah, so you see, the boys don't speak a word of English. Oh, well, how are they gonna do the commercial? Well, I showed them a package of Lucky Strikes, which they smoke too, and Thank they you. know exactly what I want. Well, good. Are the boys here? Yeah, yeah. Come on in, fellas. Fellas, this is Senor Jack Benny. Mercy cool.
2: Now, Don, uh, what song have they prepared? Oh, excuse me a minute. Hello?
10: Hello, Mr. Benny, this is Rochester.
2: Oh, have you found Mr. Hope yet? No,
10: but I've got a line on him. When he left your rehearsal, he went to the golf course and played two and a half holes of golf. Two and a half uh, holes? Yeah, a crowd gathered on the third fairway and he did a personal appearance. <laughs> oh, well, did Mr.
2: Hope. Did Mr.
10: Hope leave the golf course then? Yeah, from there he went to the dunes for something to eat, then he stopped at the income tax office, and then he went... Wait a minute,
2: wait a minute, (laughs) Rochester. The income tax office is closed on Sunday.
10: For him, they keep it open. (laughs) Oh,
2: yes. Well, keep looking, Rochester. You gotta find them. Okay. All right, Don, let's have the Guadalajara Trio. What number are they gonna sing? Quizá, quizá, quizá. Good. Take it, boys. Take it, boys. Uh, Dennis, you speak Spanish, don't you?
8: Pues sí, senor.
2: Well, uh... (laughs) <laughs> well, tell them to start their song.
8: Señores, comensen a cantata, por favor. Thank you. Thank you.
11: <laughs> siempre que te pregunto Que cuando, como y donde Tú siempre me respondes
2: Quizá Quizá, quizá. Don, I don't hear any commercial
11: yet Y así pasan los días Y yo desesperando Y tú sos Mokalaki
6: Lanzo ver, sí, sí
11: Y estás perdiendo el tiempo
2: It's I, I don't
11: understand at all. Yo, y tú, ¿Y
6: tú so fair, sí, sí.
4: Si pasan los días,
11: bad, yo y y tú sos moca, lucky, <risa> y, Ram,
6: sope, y, sí. Sí.
2: Quizá, 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 sung by the Guadalajara Trio and very good boys. Dennis, tell them they were very good. Muy bien, señores. And thanks for appearing on our program, boys. It was really a pleasure listening to you.
8: Él nos dijo que viniera mostrar bueno, píle el dinero ahorita. Él no paga nada. Nunca tuvo intenciones. Oh, no sean tontos. Ustedes creen que nos van a pagar. Están locos.
2: Hmm. Uh, what, what did they say, Dennis?
8: One guy said they were going to be paid for singing here tonight and the other two said he was Crazy. <laughs>
2: Look, I'll pay him. Tell him I'll see him tomorrow. Good, see you tomorrow, fellas. Tell him in Spanish. I can tell him in English. (laughs) Anyway, boys, you were swell. Swell, really. I can't understand Bob Hope. The program is half over. Boys, I said you were swell. I'll see you tomorrow. Adios. Adios. (laughs) Manana. (laughs) I told Bob a thousand times we'd go on at four o'clock. The horse I only had to tell once.
10: you think that's... Hello? Hello, boss. This is Rochester again.
2: How are you doing? You found Mr. Hope yet?
10: No, boss, and I've looked all over the. That's him, boss. That's Mr. Hope. He just went by.
2: Well, good. Maybe you can.
10: <laughs> what was that? His car is trying to catch up with him. Gee. I-, I think you're in luck, boss. He's heading your direction. Well, I hope he can
2: make <laughs> it. Well, Bob, I'm glad you please. I'll take it. Thank you. How do you do? <laughs>
6: How do you
9: do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Palm Springs, Cowboy Hope, saying, I've been out horseback riding on the desert where the colors turn every hue, in front, orange, pink, and gold, and in the rear, black and blue. <laughs> uh, well,
6: uh,
9: this, uh, yes, sir? <laughs> this is Western Week, and I went on one of those Sunride breakfast rides this morning. You know what a breakfast ride is? That's where everybody gets up at dawn and picks a horse to sleep on.
2: They now, gave, Bob, uh, Bob, uh,
9: please, please, no autographs. They gave us... Uh, <laughs> They gave me a nice horse today. It was so sway-back, they call him Hudson. You had to step down onto him. <laughs> we left six footprints as we went along. What a horse. And he got tired of running, he just pulled up his legs and rocked. Well, down, Bob, come closer to the mic. Bob. Right?
2: Bob, we have stuff here Please, together. I, I, can't. I have no time for you, but the weather. Bob, don't <laughs> ad lib. You're getting five cents a word.
9: Mary didn't, I'm only, I'm a guest, please. I got more here, you know, but the weather, the weather is wonderful here. The afternoons are so warm, you can get a bad case of sunburn just hauling home enough fuel oil to get through the night. Strange lettering, say, yeah. And this, uh, and this sun makes you so lazy, the rattlesnakes don't even rattle. They just reach over and turn on a Cougat record. Yes, so they have a nice wind that comes up here every so often. Nice wind. I don't even know why Sinatra bought a house here. He spends most of his time walking back from Indio. This, this is my program. Taylor, for the tailor, please. Frankie has to be careful of the sun The other day he got a freckle on his chest And three ribs caved in (laughs) And they're so proud of the healthy climate down here If someone dies, they don't bury him They just prop him up in the Chi-Chi bar And people think he's waiting for his third zombie Bob, Bob Oh, are you still here? Of course I'm here, this is my program Really? Which one are you, Lum or Abner? Now just a minute Look, Bob, I've been waiting. Oh, hello, Don. Hello, Bob. It's good to see you again. Say, good to see you, too. Say, Don, I saw you in the parade yesterday. Me? In the parade? Yeah, wasn't someone riding you
2: backwards? <laughs> Bob, that was a Palomino. I was riding him backwards. Palomino? Yeah, that's a horse of another color. <laughs> 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 hey, how was that, Bob? Fine, Lum.
10: How do you do
7: Wait a minute. Why don't you... Hello, Bob. Hello, Mary. Say, I heard you did wonderful business at the Paramount Theater in New York.
9: Yeah, it was great, Mary. And after that, I made personal appearances in Syracuse, Cincinnati, Owensburg, Kentucky, St. Louis, Kansas City, and Denver. Really? And I'm also scheduled to appear in Minneapolis, New York, Boston, and Salt Lake City. Well, gee, Bob, when do you expect to be home? I'm booked there Christmas week. (laughs) Look, Bob, have you something to say, cover boy? (laughs) Cover? Cover boy. <laughs> yeah, I saw your picture on quack.
6: <laughs>
9: Bob,
2: that's quick, not quack. You look like Donald Duck. Oh! <laughs> thank you, Abner. Now, as long as hey, you're Mr. here... Hope, can
8: I play golf with you and your friends again tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, kid. You can play with us anytime you want to. Dennis, you play golf? Uh-huh. And Mr. Hope says I'm playing better all the time. Yesterday he let me carry two bags.
2: But Dennis, you're not carrying... Jack, he's happy. Let him alone.
7: <laughs> okay,
2: say, Bob, how about you and I having a game of golf tomorrow? Oh, fine, Jack. The usual wager? Yeah, that makes a nice, interesting bet.
7: Uh, what do you usually play for?
2: A right or a hole. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Bob, I'll get George Burns and Al Jolson. We'll have a foursome.
9: Well, look, can't you get someone else instead of Jolson? He and I don't play golf together anymore. Why? What happened? Well, look, Jack... Would you play golf with a man who whistles when you tee off, kicks the ball to improve his lie, and cheats on the score?
2: No, I certainly wouldn't. Well, neither will Jolson. <laughs> you see, when you stick to the script, it isn't bad either. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, Bob, I don't blame you. Now, who's that? Hello? What? Portland, Oregon, calling Bob Hope? Bob, it's for you. Holy smoke, no wonder they're
9: calling. Look what time it is, huh? Well, it's four twenty seven. I have to be in Portland by a quarter to five. <laughs> quarter to five. Well, Bob, that's ridiculous. You can't make it. Oh, yes, I can. Come in? Mr. Hope? Yes, your flying saucer is ready? <laughs> I'll be right there. So long, Mary. But Bob, So long, lump. <clears throat>
8: That.
2: Not only is he late getting here, but when he does show up, he doesn't stay long
8: enough.
2: Now, wait a minute, fellas. Wait a minute. I told you I'd take care of you tomorrow. Mañana, mañana. Please, fellas, mañana.
5: Lam says mañana.
2: Oh, quiet. Come on, Mary. Let's rush over to the maternity hospital. I want to get some dates. <laughs>
4: We'll be
5: back in just a moment, but first.
1: Scientific tests prove Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. Scientific tests prove Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. That fact is verified by an independent consulting laboratory with more than 15 years' experience in cigarette research. The report from the consulting laboratory stated, based on our analytical findings, it is our opinion that Lucky Strike cigarettes are the mildest of the six major brands tested. L.S., M.F.T., L.S., M.F.T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. That's why with every Lucky, you get the rich taste of fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Yes, smoothness and mildness with never a rough puff. Just listen to the words of Mr. Dan Curran, For 26 years, an independent tobacco warehouseman from Oxford, North Carolina. Recently, he said, As far back as I can recollect, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy fine tobacco that sure is shooting to smoke fine. I've been a Lucky Strike smoker myself for 20 years. So, smoke a lucky. Prove to yourself what scientific tests prove." Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand of cigarettes. Let your own taste and throat be the judge. For smoothness and mildness, there's never a rough puff in a Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Bob Hope for this brief encounter. He will soon be seen in his new Paramount picture called Fancy Pants from the sunsuit of the same name. <laughs> uh, you can open the door now, Rochester.
10: Lemonade! Get your ice cold lemonade here. 20 cents a glass. Ice cold lemonade! <laughs>
2: Rochester, stop that horse from drinking out of the bowl. <laughs> Come on, Mary. Que nos pague para irnos? Boys, I told you, mañana! Mañana! Here, have a glass of lemonade.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, hundreds of thousands of boys live in crowded neighborhoods and unattractive homes in our cities and towns. Their free time is spent on the streets. These boys need a chance to overcome their handicap, and Boys Clubs provide them with such an opportunity. So please support your local Boys Clubs. Remember, an investment in boys is an investment in America's future. Thank you. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: And that's the Jack Benny program starring Jack Benny with special guest Bob Hope from March 20th, 1950, is heard on CBS. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our classic radio club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another comedy episode of the Jack Benny program for you. Jack's special guest is James Stewart after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, Jack and his special guest, James Stewart, present a covered wagon version of Bend in the River. And Stewart sings and gets the lyrics wrong. After all, this was live radio. Here's the Jack Benny Program from April 27th, 1952. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed, presented by Lucky Strike.
11: Do you do that, do that, do that, do you do that, do that? Be happy, go lucky, be happy, get better taste. Be happy, go lucky, get better
5: taste today.
1: Friends, tear and compare. See for yourself that luckies are made better to taste better. From a newly opened pack, take a cigarette made by any other manufacturer. Carefully tear a thin strip of paper straight down the seam from end to end and gently remove the tobacco. In tearing, be sure not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Now, do exactly the same with a lucky strike. Then compare. Some cigarettes are too loosely packed. Some even fall apart. But look at that lucky. See how it stays together. A perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco, so round and firm and fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Now, what does this mean to you as a smoker? It means your lucky is free of excessive air spaces, hot spots that burn harsh and dry, and those annoying loose ends that spoil the taste. And because your Lucky has long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco, it burns evenly, smokes smooth and mild. Yes, tear and compare. Prove to yourself that Luckies are made better to taste better. Then make your next carton Lucky Strike. program starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and the Sportsman Quartet, and yours truly,
5: Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring you the star of our show, a man who... Wait
2: a minute, wait a
4: minute, hold it. Don... Oh. Who's this guy? What's going on here? Jack, I'm sorry, but when I read the introduction you wanted me to give you, I just had to go out and hire someone else to do it. You hired this fella?
5: Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me a great pleasure to bring you to Star of Wait Girl. a minute, wait a
2: minute, fella, wait a minute. Don, you're the announcer on this show, and you've got to introduce me any way I want you to. Well, Jack,
4: this time I'm not going to do it. I've got pride, you know. Pride,
5: ladies and gentlemen, it just—oh, shut up! Don, what is
4: this? What is this pride you're talking about? I'll tell you what it is. Just because you played a violin duet with Isaac Stern on last week's television show, I'm not going to introduce you as a great concert violinist. You're not,
5: ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hold
10: it, will you, Cleet?
4: Hold it a minute, hold it, Bill. Great concert
1: violinists. Dad, you sound like somebody's been spiking your rosin.
2: (laughs) Well, you're a fine one to talk. What do you know about music? Okay, Jackson, okay. I will admit that, personally, I may not be the world's greatest musician, but I was smart enough to get together one of the finest musical aggregations in the world. Oh, you were, eh? <laughs> Bill, if your band is one of the finest musical aggregations in the world, I'd like to ask you a question about Don Rice, your bass player. Nobody slaps a bass like Don. Did. That's what I'm getting at. Why is it he always sticks his hand in a bucket of water before he slaps the bass? Force of habit. What? Used to work in a brewery slapping labels on beer bottles. <laughs> All right, Phil. I'll accept your explanation of Mr. Rice's musical eccentricities. But what about Bagby, your piano player? What about good old Bag? Well, Phil, I won't. Sh- I won't say anything about the fact that he's on parole. We'll forget that. But he can't read music. He doesn't know the white keys from the black keys. And I never saw such a crazy-looking piano. What's that extra pedal for? That was Bagby's idea. Four pedals on a piano. What are they? Soft, medium, loud, and gas. Gas pedal? Never knows when he'll have to make a getaway (laughs) Oh, then that answers my other question I was going to ask why the piano has white sidewall tires
6: (laughs) Old Bagby thinks
2: of everything Well, it's too bad he doesn't think a little more about music What? Phil, you know as well as I do, not only does Bagby play by ear, but if it isn't in the key of C, he can't play at all. Oh, he can't, eh? No. Okay, Jackson, you asked for it. Hey, Charlie. Yeah? Come here a minute. Phil, you don't have to go through all of all right, look,
9: this. Look, you said that all he knows is the key of C. Now, let's find out. Go ahead, ask him anything,
2: anything at all. Okay. How about something with three sharps? Go ahead, Charlie, give him something with three sharps. Well... well. Think hard, Charles. Oh, I know. The Andante movement from the Barber of Seville by
6: Gillette.
2: Wait a minute. The Andante movement from the Barber of Seville by Gillette. Three sharps. Look sharp. Feel sharp. B sharp. Phil, you can tell that corny Bagby to go now, will you? Yeah, okay. You better leave town. How do you like that? He drove the piano right out of the studio. I don't know why I get into these things. All I wanted was a classy introduction.
5: Ladies and gentlemen... Not from you!
2: (laughs) I want the introduction from the one who's supposed... Oh, hello, Mary.
7: Hello, Jack. What are you mad about? I'm
2: not mad. Just that I asked Don to do something when he refused it hurt my feelings.
7: John Wilson, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. After all Jack has done for you. In fact, we should be grateful for what he's done for all of us. And when Jack requests any of us to do something, we should make every effort to comply with his wishes.
4: Thanks, Mary. I guess you're right, Mary. Okay, Jack, I'll do it. I'll Mm. introduce you as a great concert violinist. Ladies and gentlemen... Wait
7: a minute! (laughs) Mary... Jack, is that what you asked Don to do? Introduce you as a great concert violinist?
2: Yes, that's all.
7: That's all? He ought to slap your face.
6: (laughs) Larry,
2: I thought you were on my side.
7: Whatever gave you the idea that you're a great concert violinist?
2: Because on my television show, I played a violin duet with Isaac Stern. That's why.
4: And he wants me to call him Yasha Benny. (laughs) What are
7: you laughing at, (laughs) Mary? Last year, he killed a grasshopper, and for two weeks, I had to call him Frank Buck. I didn't
2: kill that grasshopper. I brought him back alive.
6: So
2: don't be so smart. And anyway, I don't know why Don had to go out and hire someone Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Dennis. I'm glad you're here. It's about time for... Dennis?
8: Dennis, you're limping. Yeah, but I didn't get hurt bad. Hurt? Dennis, you have an accident? Yeah, as I was crossing Sunset Boulevard, I got run over by a piano.
2: (laughs) Oh, for heaven's sake. (laughs) That was Bagby. He got his piano from Madman Wurlitzer. (laughs) Now, Dennis, I got to get this program started, so you better sing your song
8: right now. I'm not going to sing until you pay off for my being on your television show. I can't do that until next week. Jack, why can't you give him the money now? Oh, he isn't going to pay me money. Mr. Benny said if I went on his television show, he'd do something for me that's a great honor. A
7: great honor?
8: Yeah, he's going to write in my name for president in the California primary.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes, imagine writing Dennis' name for president. If I'm elected, I'm going to declare
8: war on Johnny Ray. <laughs> I will now sing my campaign song. Just sing the song you're supposed to. If you are so
11: Sunshine or my grief Be anything but darling Be Be a wise one, be a fool Treat me tender or treat me cruel Be anything but darling Be mine Climb to the top of the ladder Be princess of all you survey Hail and it still doesn't matter if you love me, everything is okay. Be the angel of my friend. Be the devil who cares. Be anything.
5: sung by Dennis Day and very... Hey, you!
2: I don't want you to do any
4: announcing on this show.
5: Oh, okay, okay. Hey, Mr. Wilson, I ain't gonna do no introduction. Give me my toast so I can go home.
4: You haven't done anything. I'm not going to pay you.
2: Oh, yes, you are, Don. You got yourself into this. Now pay him and get him out of here. Oh, all right. How much do I owe you? A buck and a quarter. (laughs) Okay, here you are. Thanks. So long. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, fellow. Come back here. Yeah. You take a job as an announcer on a coast-to-coast program for a dollar and a quarter?
5: Uh, That's my price—a buck and a quarter.
2: (laughs) Come here a minute. A buck and a quarter for an announcer. Read this, will you? Just try this.
5: Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, the Lucky Strike Program star, Chuck Benny, Livingston, Colorado, Sparta, Tennessee, and your strolling Boyd from Quetch. That's
6: that's
2: that your name. Say, that's all right, Mr. Kvač. Jack, you wouldn't dare.
5: Hey, I can lead a band, too.
2: Now, wait a minute, Quix. You ain't leading my band. Phil, you stay
8: out of this.
5: I can also sing tenor.
8: Well, did you hear that, Dennis? Who cares? I'll be in the White House.
2: (laughs) You're not going to be president. Forget it. You stick around, Mr. Quix, and I'll talk to you after we do our play.
7: Good. Jack, are we going to do a play?
2: Yes, Mary. Tonight, we're going to do our version of that great Universal International picture, Bend of the River. Oh, Jack, isn't that the picture that starred uh, Jimmy Stewart? That's the one. It's a colorful epic of the days of the covered wagon as civilization moved westward into Oregon. So, Don,
4: set the scene. Okay. (laughs) Okay. In the year 1867, at the end of the Civil War... a covered wagon set forth for the northern tip of Oregon. Its destination was a new settlement. And leading this intrepid group of pioneers... was that fearless frontiersman... Buck Benny! Yes,
2: Buck Benny. That's me. Our wagon's cargo was not guns, ammunition... or other
3: implements of war but food to tide the settlers through the rugged winter.
7: Hey, Buck.
2: What is it, Kate?
7: We've been on the trail since sunup. Don't you think we ought to stop for the night?
2: No, Kate, we got to keep going till we reach the next waterhole. It's only about two miles, I reckon.
7: Oh, Buck, let's stop here for the night.
2: I said we're going to keep going.
7: Well, can't the horse pull for a while? I'm tired.
2: (laughs) Well, all right. Hey, Dobbin, get out of that wagon. (laughs) Sure gives you a buck and a quarter's worth.
7: (laughs) Uh Buck, why can't we stop here? We got plenty of water.
2: I know, but it's not safe here. This is Indian country. sure? Of course I'm sure. Look there on the ground. A scalp.
7: That's yours. Pick it up.
2: <laughs> oh. As we continued towards the hills, we saw signs of Indians everywhere. Though we knew we were surrounded by redskins, we made camp and ate our evening meal. We each ate a can of beans. And they would have been easier to digest. We'd have had a can opener. <laughs> Suddenly, I heard horse's hoofs. As we listened in the darkness, guns ready for action, the horse came closer. Suddenly, a stranger galloped into our camp. He was about as tall as Jimmy Stewart. And he was slim like Jimmy Stewart. Come to think of it, he smiled like Jimmy Stewart, too. He came up to me
3: and said, Say, excuse me, partner. I've been riding alone for days. I reckon it's all right if I join you into Oregon, ain't it? But he didn't talk like Jimmy Stewart.
2: (laughs) I turned to him and said, What's your name, stranger?
3: Jimmy Stewart.
2: Have been him all right. All the Indians applauded.
6: <laughs>
3: I invited Jimmy to join us, and he got off
2: his horse. Well, he didn't exactly get off, he just straightened his legs, and the horse ran out.
3: From <laughs> we talked for a while.
2: And then I introduced him to my wife. Oh, Jimmy.
3: Yes, Buck? I'd like you to meet Kate.
7: Hi, Jimmy.
3: Wow. Oh, Kiss God. me, Kate. What? Come here, baby. <laughs> hey, hold on <laughs> <sighs>
1: there. Got her what? dropping script.
7: You were the shy, bashful type. Now,
3: that's in pictures. For the kind of dough I'm getting here, I'm letting myself go. <laughs> Over, we were loaded with supplies for the settlers. We had a sack of flour. Kate carried that. A case of canned vegetables. Buck carried that. And one bag full of milk. The cow was carrying that.
6: <laughs>
3: the only thing we were short of was fresh meat. So one day, Buck and I went hunting. stay hey, quiet, Buck. Here, I hear something.
2: Let's take a look.
3: Okay. Hey, say it's a bear. No,
2: no, Jimmy. It's a buffalo.
3: I thought it was a bear. But I took I took his word for it. It was a buffalo. I couldn't argue with a man who's been pinching nickels all his life.
2: I'll get him. <laughs> Found it and ran into the woods. Hey, wait a minute, Jimmy. We'll soon have meat. Well, what do you say? Quiet now. I'm
3: taking aim at a raccoon. Oh, don't shoot, it might be Auburn.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Come on, let's get on with the hunt.
3: Finally, we returned to the camp with plenty of game. This was due to our wonderful hunting dog. This dog wasn't a pointer, he was too well mannered to point. <laughs> He'd just nudge you and say, Over there, stupid. <laughs> We weren't in camp very long, when all of a sudden...
11: Indians! Hey, they're attacking! Come on, let's see if we
3: can fight them all. That's no use. We might as well give up. I ain't a giving up My name is Buck Benny, and I ain't afraid
2: of man, beast, or grasshopper. <laughs>
3: But I know these Indians. Look, two of them are coming up to pow-wow with
1: us. They sure look savage.
3: How, Indians? Oh, What tribe you Indians from? Sioux tribe, me, Big Chief Thunderstorm. Oh, and who are you? Me,
8: little white cloud that cried. <laughs> what? have faith in all kinds of weather.
2: We bound for Oregon. My name, Buck Benny.
3: Uh, let me speak to them, Buck. I talk their language. Listen, you Indians. Ugh? Koala uh, Monga, Shoshone Tabits, Iroquois Oog, Palebwo TP. Waja Nogula Monga, Diga Muga Muga.
8: Ugh Nagule Iroquois Tanahouse Wigwam. Magohu Shoshone Onga, Saganoth Talena. Sagamore Squa, Tomek Kichikumi. Oigan Nuga Magahuhu.
1: What did he
3: say? He's running for president.
2: (laughs) Now, Chief, we're not looking for trouble. We want peace.
4: Only way you can have them peace is make you join tribe.
2: You mean make us Indians? Yes. We decided to be adopted by the tribe. And that night, after adoption ceremonies, we sat around the campfire with the other Indians. And sang songs
3: like the Selmao Navajo Kiki Poo, like the Cherokee. I'm an Indian too.
2: <laughs> Just like Battle Axe, Jesse Block, Manny
3: Sacks, like those Indians. I'm an Indian too. A Sioux, a Sioux. Some Indian on day. here's what we'll do. Take some Indian may, or ride in typical news. I'll wear, Marcus, a, a wampum belt, brother. Which will we'll go to prove you don't know your song. <laughs> Mountains and kept traveling. We weren't sure of where we were until one day while on a vast open plain, another wagon crashed into us. <laughs> it was then we knew we were in California. <laughs> Happily, we continued northward. Yeah. Well, well, I will soon reach the end of the trip. Then we can have
7: Look, all. Someone's approaching on horseback.
3: All right, now be careful. Get your guns. Don't waste ammunition. Don't shoot till you see the whites of his eyes.
10: Whoa! Whoa, teetotaler.
6: (laughs)
2: Hi, all strangers. I'm Curly Hair. No wonder we didn't see the whites of his eyes. (laughs) Wait a minute, stranger. What can we do for you? I want to buy your food. I'm working with a bunch of miners. Gold miners?
3: Yep. And we struck it rich. We got tons of gold but we need food to cash through the winter. Our food ain't for sale, it's for the settlers in Oregon. But I'll pay you well. I'll give you 10 times what you paid for it. And in gold, he's offering us gold, Jimmy. Gold, let's sell. Now, Buck, think what you're doing. With the gold, you'll starve to death, but with the food, you'll live. Live to see another spring with its flowers and soft breezes. And balmy air scented with orange blossoms. Now, wouldn't you rather have all that than to die with the gold? We waited two weeks while Buck thought it over. <laughs> I made up my mind, Jimmy. We're going to sell the food. And I say we're not. Who's going to stop me? Me and my shooting iron. Well, I've got a gun, too. Draw. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I hated to do it, Buck, but it was the only way. Oh, that's all right, Jimmy. And I'll forgive you before I die. Oh, and I'll wait a minute, partner. Don't say die. Huh? We cowboys never die. We just go on to the big corral up yonder and gather around the heavenly campfire where the chuck wagons always fill, where the deer and the antelope play. <laughs> and the wagon wheels sing a happy song, and the little dogies wander around among the purple sage. And there ain't no last roundup because the cowboys get through already. This won't sound good on the Amos and Andy show. <laughs>
2: Oh. Goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye, everyone.
3: So Buck passed on. But I know that even though he's not with us, he's happier now than he ever was before because we buried him in the gold mine. <laughs> so the wagon train pushed onwards. Ever onwards we pushed till we reached the settlement in Oregon. At the band of the river. Jack will be backing up moment,
11: August first. Do you do that do that do that do you do that do that? Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today.
1: Friends, you can tear and compare and see with your own eyes how luckies are made better to taste better. From a newly opened pack, take a cigarette made by any other manufacturer. Carefully tear a thin strip of paper straight down the seam from end to end and gently remove the tobacco. In tearing, be sure not to loosen or dig into the tobacco. Now, do exactly the same with a lucky strike. Then compare. You'll see some cigarettes are so loosely packed they fall apart. Others have excessive air spaces, hot spots that burn harsh and dry. But you won't find that in a lucky... Just look at that perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco, so round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Notice those long strands of fresh, clean, good-tasting tobacco that smoke smooth and even that gives you a milder, better-tasting cigarette. Yes, friends, tear and compare. Prove to yourself that luckies are made better to taste better. Then make your next carton, Lucky Strike, Do you do-da-do-da-dee,
11: be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike
2: today. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Jimmy Stewart for being on my program tonight. And be sure to hear him tomorrow night on the Lux Radio Theater when he will do No Highway in the Sky. Good night, folks.
4: Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes.
1: Jack Benny came to you transcribed. This is
5: the CBS Radio Network.
0: That's the Jack Benny program starring Jack Benny with special guest James Stewart from April 27, 1952, as heard on CBS. Stick around. I'll give you our lineup for episode 39 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break. Next time on episode 39 of the Classic Radio Theater brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two exciting spy episodes of The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune into our next show. Thanks for listening.